0: Furtronics tronics an Asian furry battling boredom, get ready for the host to try and bring smiles and entertainment, because, let's face it, you don't want to be bored, you don't like being bored, and you were going to procrastinate anyways, right? Let's go ahead and start the battle! Hey everyone! Welcome to my first podcast episode, where I'll be talking about what's been happening here in Washington, as well as a little bit about myself as an Asian and a furry. This has been something I've been interested in and wanted to try doing for quite some time. And since I'm good at talking, at least according to those around me, especially my parents, this is probably easier and funner to do than making some YouTube daily vlogs. (laughs) Plus, why show my face? That requires doing my hair, and most of the time I just wear a hat the whole day to cover it anyways. Oh man, the days when I get my hair cut short are the best days. Just wake up, brush my teeth, and leave. Why don't you always get your hair cut, then, you may ask. Well, unless I choose to pay for it, which is hard to do on a student budget, working barely part-time and wanting to go to events slash cons and take vacations, hashtag priorities, then I have to get it cut at a salon I've known since childhood. Salon, home, bathtub. Yeah, since childhood, I've had to sit on a step stool in a bathtub and get my hair cut by my tart-making dad using clippers. According to him, I may not have any hair cutting experience, but I do know my math and geometry. Yeah, cutting hair is just about getting the sides and everything equal, right? His only hair cutting experience, apart from cutting his kid's hair, is his brother's hair back in the day. He worked at a family donut shop, as most my people do, and sometimes he would be cutting his brother's hair in the back room, where they cook the donuts. Like, what? What? Why? I don't get it. But all I know is that my hair becomes short, it's free, and I don't get any comments from my dad about how I spent $15 on a haircut compared to them. Back to introductions. Why don't I tell you a little bit more about the guy you decided to listen to? Hi everyone, my name is Sung Ha, I'm 20 years old, I'm a Khmer American. If you don't know Khmer, that's just another way of saying Cambodian. I'm also a student in my last quarter of university. I'm a furry, and oh, did I mention that I was also gay? Yeah, I know quite an interesting mix, a gay, furry, Asian student. There are definitely some conflicts because of that, but you'll hear those soon enough. But for right now, let's hear what I have in store for this episode, right? Hmm. Oh, that's right. I live in Washington with my family and we just experienced a pretty big snowstorm, like the biggest snowstorm we've had in years. Last week, everyone was already surprised that there was snow and that it was starting to stick. And granted, Washington is known for rain. And when it rains, traffic and driving is already... But now that it was snowing, it was disaster. There was heavy traffic, skidding, black ice, school and work cancellations, all that. You name it. I mean... I get that people in other places have heavier snow and they're able to deal with it better, but this isn't something that we often deal with, so like come on, cut us some slack. I know for sure that here, my university having three campuses didn't cut their students any slack. On the first day of the heavy snow, February 4th, they announced to everyone that the university was going to operate normally. Like boy! This being on midterm week 2, does it look like I want to speed my 2007 Toyota Camry through the snow, park on a hill, avoid slipping on campus as I find my way to my class just to take a midterm and find out that the teacher ended up canceling class and wasting our time. And since I work on campus, does it look like I want to stay longer too? Luckily, I didn't need to come in that day, but I definitely know that my friends and coworkers were still experiencing this. My friend was talking about how students were crashing and slipping and getting stranded on campuses or on the hills. It took like the university three hours to realize that they messed up, but want to know what their solution was? Anything after 2 p.m. will be canceled. This being posted at 8 a.m. when the snow was already piled up. Man, it took them another hour for them to post. As of right now, any remaining operations is cancelled. It took the university the point of no return to cancel operations. People were already there. And now they have to struggle to get back. That's insane. Something I noticed afterwards was that I guess students created a Facebook event where they were encouraging students to pour water onto the the campuses so that when things freeze there would be another snow day. I don't know if that was a good idea considering that days off this week meant midterms were going to be squished all in one day for the next available day, but the next day got cancelled anyways and after that things were melting. But WAIT! Was that the end of the big storm of Washington 2019? No, 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 no. The snow clouds weren't done. They were just starting. They were like a partner that decides to wait a little bit to gather evidence, then hit you with a big fat, I told you so. The snowstorm came back on Friday the 8th, and overnight we got 10 inches. That's definitely not normal for Washington. For years. The last time we had anything this bad, like I said, was years and years ago. We were out of power for a week, and the roads were continue to slip, crash, and burn. This time around, everyone wanted to be prepared for this storm, storm, but I think preparation has turned into snowpocalypse, as everyone is calling it at least. Costco had a huge line in the parking lot before it opened, as did other stores around the area anyways. I heard it took half an hour just to get in and half an hour just to check out. People were pushing and shoving for carts and food. Like if you looked at the shelves of those stores, it was gone. It was empty. They took getting that bread to a whole new level. It was now yeet for that wheat. Thanks Jennifer and her brother for that. I'm going to start using that. Anyways, of course, there's still more coming along the ways, but hey, gave me some time to do some things like start this podcast right here, right? Anyways, there wasn't much I can do during this snowstorm. Couldn't really go out, obviously. Not like I was planning anything to do anyways. I could only procrastinate on homework, and even then, that can only go so far. Clean my room? <laughs> okay... Calls slash message my boyfriend like where is he? <clears throat> I have a boyfriend, but he was knocked out during the day, so abandoned much. The only thing I ended up doing was watching YouTube and Amazon shopping. Talk about this generation's favorite pastime. I ended up buying on Amazon a portable door lock. My doorknob here at my family's home doesn't have a lock. Yeah. A 20-year-old, almost 21, doesn't have a lock on his door, and my parents refuse to let me buy and change it into a doorknob that does. Guess that's the part of the Asians live with their parents until old age expectation. And that's the thing, why is it that Asian parents nowadays immediately decide and expect that their kids stay home and create a multi-family home with them? regardless of their aspirations, their desire to travel, or move somewhere else. I understand that it's supposed to represent the you take care of me, I take care of you concept. But even my parents don't have my grandma living here. They take care of her while she lives in an apartment in Cambodian town Seattle. I know other Asians this generation can understand the struggle of juggling this expectation with the expectation to grow and fly away from home. Don't forget other things, too, like traditions and other expectations, like respect your elders, where they just use that as an excuse to beg and belittle you, and you're not supposed to do anything about it. And Asians can't be gay. How else can you continue the family line? I don't know any real successful gay Asian, and you need a good job so you can contribute to this family. And worst of all, doing anything. Anything to keep up the family image. Imagine all these Asian expectations and stuff with being a furry. It does get hard. I remember my first convention ever. It was back in 2013 and I obviously needed my dad to at least go register with me, me being a minor at the time. He was probably annoyed and disturbed at what he saw. He thought it was stupid and that everyone there lived in their parents' basement with no jobs. This coming from the same guy that expects me to live here, take over the house with my family still living in it, and creating a family of my own in the same bedroom I've been in since I was five years old. Not only did he think furries were like that, he thought that all the fursuits were made from clown hair or Grammy hair or whatever he said. I don't really understand how he came up with that, but thank GOD he doesn't know about the sexual side of furries or any of the furry horror stories out there. They already have a huge problem with me being gay, now imagine what happens when they find out that the majority of people I know in the fandom are gay, or people I had relations with. Oops. Another thing about being a furry and an Asian living with his parents is that it's really hard to go fursuiting and go to cons that aren't local. Yeah, I have a fursuit. I think the last time my dad talked to me about it, he thought it was like between 500 to $1,000. Ha! Yeah, right. I wish it was that cheap. But have you ever tried to quote a DHC fursuit? Those suits cost like $3,000 to $4,000. It's like trying to buy name brand jeans except for your whole body. And the price is exponentially more. So I have a fursuit and I do try to use it here and there reasonably and within my schedule of course. So far, I've been mostly fursuiting at my university's events and at some point for projects and work. Being paid to fursuit for something non-furry though, oh, it was a dream. Just recently, I fursuited at the club fair and I was definitely trying to be different than I usually do. So I wore a cheerleader skirt that's colored in the university's colors and held their pom-poms. I also wore a portable voice amplifier. I saw this at the last con I was at and thought it was amazing and a efficient way to talk with those around you, not having to scream and lose your voice. It's great! I know talking in fursuit isn't so great sometimes and people think it ruins the magic, but sometimes it makes things easier and more fun when you can talk. At the club fair, a lot of people were scared of me. I guess me being higher quality than the actual mascot they have here makes my movements and my follow me eyes kinda scary. Even my friend was scared, but as soon as I talked, I can't tell you how many hugs and pictures I got all of a sudden. They even brought the mascot puppy to this event. Yeah, the university has a real live dog that they have joined the mascot at events. The trainer stopped me and asked me to spend half an hour of my time training the dog, The dog is trained for the real mascot, but they thought it was a good idea to have him trained for other mascots. Of course, I hoped that he wouldn't rip me to shreds, but the trainers there are definitely trained to handle these situations, or at least stop the puppy from attacking people. It worked out well, and the puppy even sat next to me, and posed for a picture. How cute that event was definitely a success, and oh man, I can't wait for the next furry con to where I really get my fursuiting crave satisfied. The next con I'm going to is BLFC, and that's probably my favorite con of all time. I even got my own hotel room that I booked, finally after not being picked for the hotel drawing like 2-3 to three times. I guess that's better than MFF's Hotel Mayhem though. Definitely didn't get my own hotel room for that one. Thankfully, my friend did let me stay with him at that con. It was interesting having three people to like one king bed, but it's not like cuddling and getting close with each other was a problem with these friends. Then there was staying for a little bit with the boyfriend and spending the whole time of the con with him. That was a first experience and I loved it. This time around for BLFC, it's just me in a king room with my boyfriend. We even got a better than standard king room, booking a room from the fancier part of the hotel, or should I say resort. This time around, I'm going to let myself enjoy it and have fun, doing what I want when I want. The past two cons weren't super easy for me to do. That's because of who I was with and what I was worrying about at the time. I mean, this time I would still be worried about who I hang out with and what I do and stuff. But just like MFF, I don't have to worry about being too alone. Especially since my boyfriend is probably the only one who will stick with me there. Unlike other furries in the fandom where they're like... I'll see you at the con, and at the end of the con, they're like, "I wish I saw and hung out with you at the con. Would have cuddled, like, hmm." Either ways, I'm going to have fun at BLC, and I've already prepared my money and my second credit card. Oh, okay, okay. Don't judge me. I swear, I budget and use Excel for all this stuff, and like do everything to make sure that I have enough money for all the stuff I need to do, okay? I swear. Hopefully, in my next episode, though, I can get more into my con experiences and the cons I've been to. I bet hearing about these cons from a non-popufer's eyes would be interesting. Well, that wraps up this first episode. Got to tease you guys a bit and save some stories for later. Aw, I'm sorry, but I appreciate you being here and listening. For anyone out there in Washington, stay warm and stay safe. And for everyone else listening, just good luck and have fun.
1: Thanks for listening to Furatronics,
0: an Asian furry battling boredom. It's time to go back into real life and start adulting again. Tune in next time to get more smiles and support from Sunha.